Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Damn these Biloxi blues It happens every night Every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I am not. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No, I don't care. to the hook, right? Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep this low-budget live, not so live, low-budget live bar and grill here in Middle Tennessee, Southern Middle, to be exact, Southern Middle Tennessee. And welcome, you bunch of low-lifers. This is the podcast for May the 9th, 2022. Hope you're all doing well out there. And if you're new to the show and you're like, why did this guy just call me a, what's a low-lifer? What's a low-lifer? Well, the low-lifers are what the listeners of this show refer to themselves as. And lay a loyal, loyal bunch of folks. We appreciate each and every one of them. And if you're new, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome. This is, sometimes we do it live, we don't, we don't always do it live, but this is Low Budget Live. It started live, and now it's not so live, but it's still got the name live in the title a couple times, all right? Um, need to do it live again. I, I was talking to some, to some friends this week up in Missouri, been traveling, uh, traveling for work this week, doing some TH stuff. I got to go by Bait Works. Up there in Springfield, Missouri, we'll we'll get into all that. But uh, I was talking to a good friend of mine, Pat Churchman, who became if y'all if if any of y'all are still listening, that watch back during the Instagram <laughs> live days. Pat's a good friend of mine, a sales rep in the marine industry, and uh, a dear friend of mine. And he became known as Block Pat Churchman on uh, on all the early LBLs because he would comment and if Big C or Darian was around um were around back in those days they would be like oh god it's block it's Pat Church block somebody block Pat Churchman and then you know he's a TH Marine sales rep 
and we, uh, a friend of ours that ran the social media for TH, we had him blocked on all platforms. <laughs> so he couldn't comment on TH stuff. So block Pat Church, but he and I were talking, he's like, man, do you remember, you remember the, uh, the beginning of all this craziness? And we're having dinner one night and I was like, I, I do, man, I do. I remember, I remember the, uh, and, and we're not too far from those humble beginnings. Don't get me wrong, but the, the filming everything on an iPhone and, and running an old music mixer into it and only recording on Instagram and, and loose and never having any record of anything we did. But Pat was actually there the night I had Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, not Defoe all in the same corner booth, uh, top of the rock <laughs> there, one of Johnny Morris's properties in, uh, out there in Branson, Missouri. And, and, and we did, we went live, we went live on Instagram for a low budget live and Pat was my tripod. He held, he held the phone. <laughs> I got good friends, man, but, but Pat held the phone for this amazing two hours of insanity. And I know some of y'all still listen, remember that night, but I have no record. I've talked about it over and over and over, but, but I got to be around Pat this week. So we always have to bring that up, but he was like, dude, you got to get back to doing more live. So, uh, I don't disagree. They're a lot of fun. And we actually talked about that. So, uh, that was a rant to say, I want to start doing more lives. Y'all hear me say, I'm just, I'm just, I'm busy guys. (laughs) I'm running crazy these days. Uh, my song, Bluxy Blues, at the first of the show, of course, says the highway does not know my name. I'll promise you, I think the highway knows my name. I think it knows the tread on my tires the last few weeks. I've been burning it down. Man, I am, uh, I'm, I'm catching up on them oil changes quicker than I want to be right now. And uh, about to need a new set of them old tires on that GMC. But we, uh, we are wearing the highways out, and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. I'm okay with it, man. I remember time when I wasn't this busy in life. So it's all, it's all good. Uh, Thanks to each every one of you for tuning in. We got a good one today, but uh, before we jump in, before we jump in feet first, I got to say a huge thanks to the sponsors of this show that make all this possible, all this craziness every single week. First and foremost, the folks at StarTron, Starbright Solutions down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Gas is through the roof. There's talk of all this ethanol seeping in there, man. I know out in the Midwest, you see a lot of pumps that have more ethanol than others, um, you know, just giving you that option. And ethanol, in my opinion, is a bad thing <laughs> for the most part, especially in an outboard engine. If it sits over time, it really can mess up the works. You do not want that to happen in your weed eater, and you might want it to happen in your weed eater. You might want it to happen in your lawnmower. I don't know. I hate yard work. But if you want to protect your investment, put you a dab of StarTron in the tank. This bottle treats 256 gallons, man. You don't even have to shake it. I like to shake it, but you drop it in there, and it kicks ethanol in the teeth. Support the people to support the industry. They're a sponsor of Major League Fishing. They have been a sponsor of Bassmaster. They've sponsored several pros out there, several TV shows. They are involved in our industry. Support these people. StarTron, kicking ethanol in the teeth. Bam, bam, bam. Hang on. I guess See, I forget. I go to do the I go to do the mouth sound effect, and I got that now. And sponsors make that happen. They make that possible. Moving on. Moving on. Pro Guide batteries. Absolutely love my lithiums from Pro Guide. Got a garage full of them right now for that new Express that we are so impatiently waiting on at this point. Want want to want to get the X twenty one Pro out of the garage and get it to its uh, get it to somebody that's going to appreciate it as much as I have and get that new one backed in here. But just got my shipment. 
of those new ProGuide lithiums for the new battleship and uh, look forward to getting those things dropped in there. But you're going to want to use code LBL10 at ProGuideBatteries.com, get you a discount. I see so many of y'all tagging me in that. I really, really appreciate it. I'm running the 31 AGM cranking battery and I'm running the lithiums on the trolling motor side. And I think if you uh, if you spend the cash, you are not going to be uh, disappointed in the least. ProGuideBatteries.com. Baitworks, repping today. Baitworks. I was out in the I was out in the Springfield, Missouri area this week for work, and I and I got to spend some time at the mothership, the headquarters of Baitworks, the actual retail store, and behind the scenes, seeing what's going on out there. And guys, I, I talk about them every week. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm beyond impressed. You guys are too. The ones of you that are doing business with these guys because of the show, using that code Duncan ten to let them know you're a low lifer. I appreciate each and every one of you, but seeing their operation, seeing the investment they've made, seeing the inventory they have, holy buckets. It's impressive. It is impressive what Drew and his team have done there, and there's too many folks to name that are a part of this business. Uh, It it was awesome. They are great people. I enjoyed it immensely, and we are working on some very, very cool things, man. It's it's, uh, it's as an exciting, it's, it's a... As exciting of a partnership, I can't talk today, uh, what's new, as I've been a part of in a very long time. And uh, and it was at a time I needed it, you know, I needed a little spark promotionally and uh, somebody really that I feel like understands what I'm about to work with on some projects. And we got some stuff coming down the pipe that I think is going to be really cool. So bait-works.com. I'm telling you, if they ain't got it, they got it on the way. I promise you, use code Duncan-10 there to save you some cash and let them know you're a low-lifer. Last but not least, hang the classic winning banner right here. Of course, you know, I didn't win the classic. Obviously, wasn't in it. But Express Boats, the classic winning aluminum boat. The classic winning high-performance aluminum bass boat with that 250 Yamaha show, that sea deck, those power poles, those Garmin's. Love the X-21, and it is the official boat of the Traveling Circus and Low Budget Live, and we appreciate them very much. Look forward to getting that new battleship, like I said, should be soon. If you're interested in my X-21 Pro, I'll be posting a video of it very soon, a walkthrough, but give me a shout. Give me a shout. You can find me, uh, and if I don't get back to you quick enough, just keep on, keep on, keeping on, knocking on the door until I, until I answer, because I get a lot of messages, a lot of comments, and sometimes I just... Don't get to all of them. X21 Pro will be for sale very soon. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. All right. So got a a guest today that I'm I'm really pumped about. And I'm going to shoot my text right now. As a matter of fact, real quick, text our guest. So... It's a, it's, it's a guy I really think a lot of, and we're going to get into that in just a second. But this is kind of a special episode. Of course, you guys are listening, and guys and gals out there, the day after Mother's Day. But this is uh, Mother's Day. I hope you took care of your mama. I hope you took care of your wife, the mother of your kids, uh, the stepmama to your babies. Mamas. Mamas, mamas, mamas. They're important. They're important in this old world. Y'all know I miss mine every day. We talk about, I, I say, hug your mama at the end of every show. If, if you're new to the show, I lost my mom three years ago. Uh, it'd be three years this October to, to breast cancer, unfortunately. Uh, butterflies were her deal. That's what this signifies right here on this desk, right here on the, on the bar and grill. 
here, and uh, and she's she's in, and on this tattoo as well. She's always with us. And, uh, you know, these holidays, they're, they're certainly, I'm actually recording this a little bit before Mother's Day uh, to, to not take any time away from the family on that special day. But uh, they're very important. I think it goes without saying all, all of the, uh, all the things we get to do as, as men, as, as, you know, outdoorsmen, you know, <laughs> in your nine to five, it, it all surrounds, you know, itself by mama. Most of the time, man, and I and I had a hell of a, a good one that uh, that supported me, and and I, I don't think I would be anywhere near the person I am um, if it wasn't for her. And and uh, for me, it's 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 cool. Uh, I got my mama's eyes, and uh, I, I I see that in the mirror a lot. And I got her damn temper too. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie about that, Miss Teresa. Uh, she was she was a firecracker to say the least, and uh, and could go from zero to the Fourth of July pretty quick. And and I've been known to do that. I've been known to do that a time or two. But uh, damn sure Miss uh, Miss having her around. So I hope all you mamas out there. I know we got some that listen to the show. I hope you all had a wonderful Mother's Day. Hope you got treated right. Uh, I know that the triple threat is an amazing mother, an amazing mother. It goes, uh, it it just comes out all the time more and more and more. You know, you think you've got them pegged as this just incredible mama, and then they just go the extra mile. And we've been going through that with with Harper, you know, graduating this weekend and and uh, from college, and then Charlie graduates from high school. I talked about this last week, but graduates next week, and. Uh, it's just crazy, man, to see the impact uh, she's had. Basically, you know, really raising the the kids and, and doing a bulk of the work by herself in life without without a lot of help. And uh, and I've been fortunate to be in those kids' lives for almost ten years now. And 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 then the stepmother she is to to my children. It is it is impressive, man. Loving them like they're her own, and it is. Uh, it is awesome to see. So I am surrounded. Uh, I've been fortunate in life to. I had a great one, and I live with one that is absolutely spectacular. And um, she she makes me want to be a better person and a and a better dad every single day because it's hard to outdo a good mama. Now they they gonna beat you to the punch on a lot of things. So uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there, all you mamas, mamas, and I hope you gentlemen listening treated you treated your mamas in your life. Like you should have. All right, here we go. Moving on, moving on. So my guest today, he has been on the show one time before. He is a guy that uh, I consider a consider a friend. I, I think the world of this guy. I have an immense amount of respect from him as an angler, as an outdoorsman. He's funnier than hell. <laughs> I think he's one of the sneakiest funny guys out there on the entire professional fishing uh, scene. And he is the recent winner. Just this week, the Bass Pro Tour just wrapped up out there at Lake of the Ozarks, and he freaking won, and I felt like I won. I was so proud for this guy, uh, knowing just how great of an angler he is. And he's he's came close a couple times, and he finally got to hoist a trophy, and it's very cool. Uh, he has $707,000 in career earnings in professional bass fishing. In a very short period of time, this was his fourth career win. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get him on the phone right now. From down there around Smith Lake, Alabama, Jesse Wiggins. Hey, pal, who 
Hello, and, ju- and just like that, I actually called right at two thirty. When like I said, hey. can you believe that? I mean, I was ready. You were ready. Yeah. So you drove all night home from Lake of the Ozarks. That's what you told sure me did. text earlier. So you, the, everybody, I, I actually I talked to Justin Atkins yesterday about about just bass fishing in general. We talk fifteen times a week. And uh, and I know your buddies with Justin too. And he said, "Damn, I mm-hmm. wish people knew sometimes there's the truth behind this." And he was telling me some stories about sponsors and different things, you know, and 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 the money in it, and and how hard it is, and how much you pay to be out there. And I think some people realize it, but that story alone, right there, my man won a hundred thousand dollars and put her in the wind back to Alabama. <laughs> yeah, eight hours. You ain't- I got done with all the media stuff and. Put the boat boat cover on and drove her back. And and don't have a you ain't got a driver. You ain't <laughs> you, you, you talking to the driver right now. Low exactly, drive. exactly. What time did yeah. you roll in? Uh, three o'clock and it's funny so i saw an instagram post this morning when i got up and it was you know it tells you how long ago it was and i was like damn wiggins was either up celebrating or he drove home <laughs> yep, i drove home sure did <laughs> drove home to the family so didn't any of your family get to come up mom dad that, no I, I they, they talked about it and uh, i told Haley i might just stay there don't jinx it because when i went in florida i was by myself nobody came you know wasn't expecting it <laughs> And I'm like, now nah, let's just see what happens. And then, but, and sure enough, ended up winning it. And I was up there alone, but I mean, it's fine. Oh, it yeah. It's good. It's all, it's all good. They'll, uh, I'm sure they'll throw you all kind of parties now that you got. Mm-hmm. And I saw Jordan's over at, uh, I think at the Toyota Chick, right? Yeah, he was. I yep, I he sure is. Yeah, I think I saw his yep. name on the list over there. Um, yep. Yeah, how excited is he for you right now, man? Yeah, he said uh, he had it pulled up watching it. While I, he was wondered fishing. That's all, yeah. I wondered that. I wondered that. He today. said he couldn't even fish. Yeah, he <laughs> I, said he, I asked him, I was like, did you even get to see him? And he's like, hell yeah, I had it pulled up on the water. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, but, man, so. I, I, yeah, I saw his name in the standings. I was looking at the chick weights today, and I was like, "Damn, Jordy's over there." And I wondered if he watched it or at least kept up with yeah. Score Tracker. Yeah, he's trying to qualify for that championship on Gunnersville. So yeah. we'll see how he does. He's got to catch him a little bit better today. Yeah, he's got. A, he, I saw he uh, he had him a, a decent bag yesterday, but had to had to bring it a little bit more today. Well, I, I'll be honest, I was distracted all day too, man. I was uh, I was up in Missouri doing some work and doing some sponsor stuff, and I I was uh, I was glued to Score Tracker. I didn't get to watch it much, but. You were yeah. killing me in those last 20 minutes when old, old Rojaz, as I call him, came up within about two pounds. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you get back. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought when I went up by like almost nine, eight pounds, I was at nine pounds. I was like, yeah, this is, I'm thinking to blow this out. Because <laughs> I had an hour left and I'd been catching yeah. them really good in the evenings. And, uh, dude, it just, it just shut down something. I don't know, a lot cut off. I didn't get another bite after I caught that last scoreboard. It was killing me. That last 30 minutes, it was, it was hard, but I don't know. We hung on. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters, buddy. That's all that yeah. matters. And, and man, you're like fourth in the points this year. You're having, a, I mean, an incredible season, dude. And it was just a matter of time. You, you missed winning up there at Cherokee on the elites. Uh, in a you know, on the elite series, and now you got mm-hmm. the win against that bunch. And I don't know if you looked around in that top 10 yesterday when you rolled out <laughs> and you paid much attention to some of the names, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, bud, <laughs> that was uh, that was one of them for the ages, <laughs> dude. It's just, I mean, it's like, I mean, honestly, it's like that every time I back the boat in the water, though. Well, it is, it is. I, I agree, I, and then, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you could literally just throw a 
you know, throw some names out of the hat out of that group. And I mean, any top 10 you oh, get, yeah. you're going to be like, oh my goodness. Oh, I know. Any lake. And, uh, so anytime you start looking at the standings, like, well, that dude's awesome. That dude's amazing. <laughs> yeah. that dude, I mean, it's like, like watched you know, him they, since I was 12, watched him yep. since I was 12. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, they've all been fishing longer than I've even been, or not all of them, but I'd say half of them's been fishing professionally longer than I've been alive pretty much. Oh, it's crazy. And I was like, you know, just to, like being able to compete against them is a crazy. And then just to see my name at the top of the list, it's just, Oh, I, I mean, you can't, it's just unreal feeling. It really is. I, don't even feel real yet. I, I can imagine, dude. I can imagine. I, yeah. I know that your family, uh, I, I talked a little bit about mamas before, uh, before this, cause it's going to be kind of the mother's day episode. It's going to go up on Monday, the day after mama's day, but how, how excited now mama Wiggins is, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's got two bass catchers. Both yes. of you boys are always, you both been to the classic, you red crest. You do, I mean, <laughs> yeah. now you champs. I mean, what are what's the family saying down there, man? Yeah, she, uh, you know, she's always calling after you know practice, all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. How the practice went, and of course after every day of the tournament. But there was about there was about ten minutes ago, and I don't I don't think the camera was on me at the time. But I looked back and I said, Mama, I know you're going crazy right now. I said, <laughs> I said, I know you want me to catch one more. I said, it'll be all right, though. Don't worry. It'll be oh, all right. That's awesome. And, uh, but, yeah, she, I know she was getting tore up. And Haley as well. Like, Haley, oh, yeah. I was just, um, but I was just like, you know, I mean, I was, I was tore up. Don't get me wrong. But, I, I mean, I felt like I handled it really good for that last 30 minutes because I was, I mean, I was still making good casts. I just was not getting a getting a bite. Just getting any bit. Bites, it was just yeah. crazy. And Jory, I talked to Jory, and he's like, "You're whatever, dude. Your jig head wasn't even hitting the bottom. You was fishing it." So I was like, "No." I said, "I made sure I stayed calm." <laughs> you know, but he's like, "He's like, I can just see it now. That shaky head didn't even get done skipping. You're already reeling it in." <laughs> no, but it was. Uh, but no, it was. Oh, they it's so supportive. I mean, both you know Haley and Mama both, and and Haley's mom. I mean, it's just so much having that support crew. And oh, yeah. I mentioned that after lines out, just having that support crew. I mean, you know how it is, just being gone a week at a time or two weeks, and you know you just leave everything behind. But like the world goes on when you That's leave, exactly still. it ain't right. like it just freezes. That's right. And uh, they just take care of business. Don't call you with no problem. Like it's just yes, like it's it's like a well oiled machine. And I I mean I can't thank them enough for getting it done and 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 well now i'm gone just you know living my dream and they're at home and you know still living in the real world so Man, uh, i can't thank them enough that's such a good way to put that too because it it is very much it keeps going on and we do have yeah. at times you know hey you're at the classic this week working at red Cre- icast and there's videos and you're doing all this stuff and you're out there you know with a live camera in the boat watching you bass fish but then there's just regular life going yep. on and problems that you know what i mean there's just there's yep. stuff that pops up my, my wife's always been really good at that too I, I find out a lot after i get home from trips and i'm like wait a exactly. second that happened while i was gone why didn't you call me why wasn't gonna bug you while you were at such and such I'm like well damn i mean the house yeah. might burn down you should have at least told me something exactly <laughs> like, i mean it ain't happened. like i was out here stressing i'm out here fishing exactly you, know? <laughs> you can tell me stuff i don't care i'm throwing a but, shaking I mean, head around yeah, but, but for them to take, you know, my job so seriously, like they take it, you know, I, I honestly feel, I mean, I on, now it is a job, don't get me wrong, and it, I mean, it's tough at times, but every time I go out there, I still feel like I'm in a dream, like getting to live, do what I do. So when they're, they take it, you know, kind of more serious than I do, because I feel like I'm in a dream, you know, 
but uh but yeah it's awesome to have just have that kind of support and knowing stuff is getting handled back home no doubt about it dude it's it's amazing so when and on some and and for people that that are outside of our region where we live and, and they kept up with you nationally they probably have figured this out by now but you like that jig head worm <laughs> i mean that's yes. that's just that's something that y'all cut your teeth on growing up it's something that really plays down there at your home lake of smith lake but does this win it would i know i know it would have meant the world regardless of where it was uh i know you'd probably rather one on smith maybe in front of hometown crowd but to win on a lake that that you hadn't fished a ton but on that technique does it mean more that you got to win it doing something you're so confident in and that's kind of become your signature to a lot of folks that know you yeah absolutely i mean absolutely i was thinking about that you know during the after i won the qualifying round i'm like man if i could win this doing you know I mean, if I could pick one bait out of the tackle box, that's what I'm going to pick every time because I feel that, you know, I know I'm going to, it's, I'm not going to get by it's an it's confidence thing. But, I mean, and also it was just, I mean, that lake set up identical to Smith Lake. I, but I had never been there. I just, like, the first day of practice was the first time I'd ever been there. But, I, you know, looking at photos and old tournaments, and, like, I knew it looked a lot like Smith. And when I got there and seen how the fish were setting up, <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, this is identical. Like, I mean, it was just – I mean, I could call my shot every single time I catch one. I almost knew where it was going to be at, Jeez. and uh, so it was just, you know, it was. I mean, it was just meant to be. But you know, of course, I, you know, if, if it wasn't for the hometown crowd, I would say I would want to win on Smith. But winning on a lake that I'd never been to against this group, yeah, man, like that's what I take the most pride in. Like, no doubt, you know, like Smith, I feel like. You know, I didn't win, but I still feel like, you know, it's not, it wouldn't be a shocker if I did win. I mean, it wouldn't even be a shocker to myself, but winning against, you know, these guys on the lake I've never been, it just, oh, it means so much, like just so much pride in that. And that's what I'm most proud of, no doubt. Well, and you should be. That's, it's incredible. Did, how long did you take, like in practice wise, because you guys get a couple days and I know y'all had crappy weather and everything else, but how long did it take you to kind of get dialed on? Because at Smith, obviously, yeah, you know where they get and, and you've got, you know, a lot of time spent from one end of that thing to the other and you know how to set up, but how long did it take you to find the area you thought, all right, or areas that you thought, okay, this is where it sets up the best. This is where they're at. Did it take you a, a while in practice? You find it pretty quick. Yeah. So the first part of practice, I knew the water was dingy upper up in the river because it rained some. And I went up there for the first half of the day and I was just trying to crank and stuff. And, you know, I seen the water temp and then I talked to Matt on the phone after a couple hours and he's like, yeah, there's a bunch. I see some fish falling and I'm like, Okay, I know what to do. So I run back <laughs> down to some cleaner water, and uh, I mean, initially just started catching fish. I mean, and I caught a bunch of small fish in practice, and then the end of the day of the first day of practice, I caught a few good ones just blind casting that shaky head. And I'm like, okay, I know what to do tomorrow. So luckily, I had one more day of practice, and I found you know several more areas. And, uh, I mean, just catching, I mean, you don't, people don't understand how many fish you catch on that lake this time of year. Like literally everybody there, every one of our guys was catching 60, 70 a day, but just hard to catch, you know, two plus pounders, but especially when they're spawning. But so I'd marked a few areas where I'd caught, you know, a few good ones. And as the week went on, evidently more fish were coming in there, more big ones, because, you know, I could go back through areas and still catch good ones. So you did and I wasn't sight fishing, yeah. but I did have a few the first day of the tournament that I'd marked in practice that were, you know, pretty good ones that were easy to catch. 
But after that, I was just blind casting that worm to where I knew there was going to be. And, you know, bigger ones was coming in all week long. Thank the Lord. That, that, that's what I was going to ask you because I wa- I got to watch a little bit of those first two rounds. Uh, but I didn't get to watch knockout round or the final round at all. But I got to watch some. And, and sight fishing was definitely – I mean, you see guys Shaw Grigsby. You see Kelly Jordan. Mm-hmm. You see these OG sight fishing hammers. Uh, and Wheeler doing it. You see a lot of guys sight fishing. And – that was the predominant thing, but you didn't get caught up in that much at all then. No, I didn't. I mean, I would actually, you know, the last couple of days, I even made myself, like, I took my glasses off, like, and put them wow. on my hat. And, like, I don't even wow. want to see, like, I'm just fishing. Wow. Because you can get caught up on a fish. Yeah. You, know, you see a three-pounder, and you're like, well, that's a three-pounder. I'm going to, you know. And then he starts acting like he's going to buy it, but he don't buy it, and then, an Before you know later. it, you spent, you know, 35 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes on that fish and hadn't caught him. And I felt like I could get bit just fishing if I didn't stop, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I purposely took my glasses off so I couldn't see as good sometimes. Wow. And would just keep fishing instead of having to stop. And <clears throat> But, yeah, I didn't I, – like I said, I had a few that I actually shook off in practice that I knew would bite. And I had the – I fished on day one, group A. So I knew I'd get – I felt like I was going to get to fish for them. So I caught them, and then after that, you know, I just went fishing. I was like, I'm not doing this because I don't feel like I'm good enough. You've seen who was leading doing it, and then <laughs> it's the best ones, like, at doing it. So, like, I'm not – I know I can't compete with them doing it. So I'm like, I'm just doing my own thing. And, of course, you don't know – I didn't know I could win after practice. I, I mean, I really didn't. But after that second day when I won that round – I'm like, okay, I can win this deal because I had the yeah. biggest weight. And I was like, you know, they're, I can, you know, fish, I can catch them just as quick as the guy side fishing. So that's when I got the confidence that I was doing the right thing. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I, when you won that round, I said, this one might be over with. <laughs> I, I was talking to Atkins and I'm like, I think old Crank's fixing to pull something out up there like the Ozarks just because I, when I saw what you were doing, and heard what you were doing, and I and I think I read an, an interview where you said, "I mean, yeah, it sets up a lot like Smith." And I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh, boys, <laughs> I've seen I've yeah. seen that program I mean, before." <laughs> it, it set up identical to Smith, like the way the fish set up. Like at home, they'll spawn on the cables, they'll spawn mm-hmm. on the back corner of the dock, like the shade at the back corner, or they'll spawn under the walkway. And that's exactly what they done there. I mean, even if you got down in that cleaner water where you could see the beds, that's where they. You be. could go down. You could go down a hundred foot stretch of bank or a hundred yards, wouldn't see a single bed. And then you get to the dock cable, and there's the bed under that dock cable. Jeez. I mean, it would it would blow your mind how. I mean, and so in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna fish areas that I can't see bottom, but I know they're there. Plus, they're you know they were biting in practice. And so that's what I stuck with was just fishing. And I would just skip it up there, shake it a couple of times, let it hit the bottom. And if one didn't pick it up, make another cast. Because like I said, there's, you know, so many bass in that lake. You keep fishing, you're going to get another bite. And that's just, I mean, it worked. You know, you always got to have a game plan and sometimes it don't work. <laughs> that, that's but right. when it does work, you know, you get to win like that. That's exactly right. You get that, that hundred grand and that trophy, son. Uh, yep. Did you ever weigh any on anything else? Even the bed fish, where you catch them on a shaky head too? The first I caught day? most of them. The first day I did catch, I think I caught two or three on a drop shot on the bed. Okay. Um, but 
because I'd pitch a shaky head in there and kind of get them, you know, get them stirred up, and then I'd pitch that drop shot in there. Throw the clothes around. Cast. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I think I weighed, I think I weighed three on a drop shot. But other than that, every single fish I weighed come on shaky head. That that's. Do you have? And I think I've asked you this on the show before, but do you have a? I mean, is there a weight? that you throw on that more than others. I know, I think a three sixteenths is something that you really <laughs> like, but is there, are there times that you do beef that up or go lighter depending on where yeah. you're at? But, but is the three sixteen though, if you're getting in your box, is that the first thing you go to most of the time though? Yeah. A three sixteenths is, is what I throw on Smith pretty much always. But when I go to other lakes, when it's a lot shallower, two, three foot, I will go to an eighth and mm-hmm. a, an eighth. I used an eighth lot this week too because it skips so much easier. So if I'm skipping, you know, under those walkways and under those cables, you know, you got to be. I want to make the, you know, the right cast the first time, and it'll just skip right in there with that eighth ounce. And that's I do go to eighth when I'm when I'm doing that when I'm skipping anything. But other than that, it's pretty much three sixteenths, and then I'll go to a quarter. And maybe a five sixteenths if I'm fishing Tennessee River, you know, with a bigger head, bigger hook, with like a mag trick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Getting out there just a little bit deeper current or whatever. Right. Yep. And I found like on the Tennessee River, you want that you want that shaky head to to uh, you know kind of disturb the bottom a little bit Big on those to you know offshore stuff. Yeah. And you know the heavier weight sometimes helps. Man, I, I I feel like you need to make a line of clothes, right? You need you need a line of clothes that say something along the lines of just uh, real men shake or something like that. Because shaky head gets a bad rap, dude. He gets a bad rap. Like it's it is, and it's one of my favorite things in the world too. And and spinning rods, spinning poles, and shaky heads get a bad rap. People people like to talk crap about it, dude. And you've won seven hundred thousand dollars in your professional career, and God knows how much in the around the state of Alabama and Tennessee, the Tennessee River, uh, on a damn shaky head. And I feel like it's time we take a stand for it. <laughs> I, hey, just let them keep talking. That's they don't right. need to use one. It's fine. You boys uh, keep I'm throwing not, your twenty pound line. Y'all just. <laughs> Y'all just keep throwing your center back down the bank. <laughs> keep winding, boys. Uh, keep winding. <laughs> throw uh, you throw your twenty pound line in your jackhammers, boys. Just keep exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I mean I get beat a ton. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I don't. I mean I get beat a ton with guys, you know, throwing a jackhammer and stuff like that. But you know, when it gets when they're spawning, it's it's hard to beat that when you're you know actually get to fish for them. Like I call it blind spawning. Like you you can't see the beds, but when they're when they're bad and, you know, they get, they're so much more aggressive when the water's a little dangier and they're out there yeah, a little bit. That's right. Yeah, and you can actually catch them just fishing. And that shaky head, it's just hard to beat. Like, yeah, it's it just, is. it's some reason when it hits in that bed or hits close to it, they just have to go over there and pick it up. Now, in that and uh, I got the key in on that this week. No, that's, that's awesome, man. Uh, do you, in that same vein, I know you throw a flick shake a lot too, uh, yep. actually wacky rig, but do you, do, do you mess with, Ned rigging at all? Like, is that something you've adopted in the last few years that kind of fits that? I mean, it's not a shaky head, but fits that same finesse fishing thing. Do you like a Ned rig? Yeah. No, we throw it all the time, uh, especially on Smith in the wintertime. But I've just found the Ned, it just, like around home, around the lake, it's just so much better when the water's cold. You can't hardly catch them on it good when the water's warm. Hmm. And even spawning, I haven't caught them on it good. Now, smallmouth's a different story, of course. They bite it. Yeah, they like it. It, they'll bite it year round, but um, but I do throw a net a lot at home when it's uh, when it, during the winter time when it's cold. 
Okay. I, I'm trying to get the goods for you people. We got that. We got the man on the on the phone here. Now I heard you mention, and I saw a clip where you got emotional there, and you're like, "Man, it's like Smith," and you're super excited. But you said. You said something I felt like I knew you were going to say. You're like, turkeys are gobbling. And I remember in practice, you, you said something. I made a comment on your post, a smart aleck comment. I said, you're going to hear a turkey gobbling. You're going to be all messed up. You ain't going to get a damn bite because I know you. Mm-hmm. And you like them, you like them turkeys. So were they, were they gobbling up there at Lake of those Arts? Absolutely. That, <laughs> that, that last day, you know, that one got to gobbling. I said it on, on live. Um, he was gobbling end up in that pocket. And he had gobbled in there the first day, too, that I was in that and it was pouring down rain, but he was still up there stroking it. Oh. And then yesterday, I pulled in there, and I'm like, I bet that turkey's in there gobbling. Sure enough, he started hammering it. <laughs> and I'm like, I told that live camera, I said, I got to get out of here. I can't focus. <laughs> so uh, I was getting all tore up. It was pretty funny. And folks he listen, might think, just ripping his head off. If folks listen might think, yeah. oh, he's kidding. I'm like, no, he really couldn't focus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was for real. Like, he I was like, joking. I but I ended up catching one. I was like, there you go. I knew I'd catch one around that turkey gobble. Ah, I caught awesome. a good one. But, yeah, it was uh, – it was pretty funny, though. But, yeah, I actually got to go hunt. A guy let me go hunting while I was up there on my two off days. I got to hunt on some private. No cabin. kidding? I didn't, I didn't get one, but I did hear several. They were several there, but I couldn't close the deal. I think they'd been called to a few, t- few too many times. Them old Easterns don't don't play around, man. They, uh, I've got one down here at the house that uh, has been really giving me hard time since about April 15th when our season opened. He, he uh, yeah. I've had him. I've had him close twice, and and uh, Lord have mercy. He he's uh, me and him last Sunday morning. We went round and round for three hours and fifteen minutes. Uh, three hours, and, and and we moved up a creek bottom in that time frame, two hundred and fifty yards. That's probably all we moved. And I and I, I had him at fifty yards through some thick stuff one time. Close enough to hear him drum and just barely catch glimpses of it. But he would not turn and come. I mean, you know how when you get behind them. And they got yeah. where they want to go, even though they're gobbling. Because this sucker gobbled, dude, he'd gobble at an airplane. He'd gobble at a truck going by on the highway. He'd gobble at me. Yeah. He'd gobble at air, woodpecker. He was just on one last Sunday morning. And uh, same bird I've been hunting all year. And we don't have a lot of birds. And so that makes it even worse because he's an educated son of a gun because I've yeah. gone to him too freaking much at this point. You know, I've had my boys a couple times and want them to shoot him and uh with me out there but but anyways them easterns they'll uh i gotta find me i gotta find some dumber fish in my life and i gotta find some dumber turkeys because yeah, absolutely they, they keep out yeah, absolutely well, i saw you called in one for maddie lee though yeah he had uh he had one that volunteered for sure down there behind his house <laughs> he uh he see he sent me a picture of it and i could see his day in beard from 100 yards away in the picture <laughs> He's like, you want to come hunt this thing Sunday? And I'm like, heck yeah, I called up. I said, you're using my gun because I didn't want no monkey business going on. I wanted it. That sucker walked up. I wanted it dead. And I knew he would kill it with my red dot. So I was like, so I was like, you use my gun. And uh, he's like, all right. And dude, what do you call? I called one time and that sucker done closed the distance like right off the roost. And uh, it gobbled again. And I, I mean, I got tore up. I mean, I could. I could tell he was going to come in. I said, Matty, you better get ready because this thing's coming. <laughs> and I scratched in the leaves, and I barely called. And, I mean, it wasn't three seconds. Choo, choo. I mean, he pretty much come running up the hill. I mean, it was dry. You could hear him coming from oh. 80 yards. And uh, he got up to, like, 22 yards, and I said, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> and uh, I was, he's like – and then I, I was like, hold on, hold on. I called to get him to stick his head up. 
and he sucker gobbled right in our face at 20 yards. <laughs> oh. And as soon as he got done gobbling, Matt shot him and rolled him. I mean, smoked him. And uh, he's like, dude, the red light went off. The red dot went off. I couldn't see why. He's like, it went off right when I was supposed to shoot. And I was like, really? I was like, that's surprising. You know, I was like, well, you got him. Thank, you know, good Lord, thank the Lord. And yeah. I went over I got my gun and that red dot didn't go off. So I don't know what he was. You don't know at. what he was looking at? <laughs> He, he killed it, though. That's all that matters. He was probably worried oh, about that TSS that was about to go through his shoulder blade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I, but, yeah, that's, that's what I say. People ask why, you know, shoot a three-and-a-half dunks, and I'm like, well, they don't make a four, so three-and-a-half is all we got. <laughs> uh, yeah. me, me and Justin like to say the reason that we carry them is because we, uh, we got little man syndrome. <laughs> Because I got I buddies guess. toting four tens, and I, I told Justin the other day, I said, you know what I get damn tired of? He's like, what? I said, toting this three-and-a-half-inch bastard through the woods, all up and down hills and hollers over my shoulder all the time. And when I shoot it, it separates my freaking shoulder. <laughs> it, I mean, I, I mean, I really agree. Like an older I'm like an older man, like a real older oh, you know, I'm like, you, somebody could listen. shoot this thing, you know, if they had frail shoulders. There's no Ain't doubt. no doubt. But. Son. The way I look at it is, if I'm going to go walking down all them hills and hollers, and I'm going to walk for three, like you said, three and a half hours after one turkey, if I only get one chance, I want it to be with a bazooka, you know, if it's legal. And I'm t- I'm I'm shooting to kill. I ain't shooting just to, you know. I mean, I'm out there to kill something. I'm, I'm so, with you, buddy. and that's that's why I always carry it from, you know, because you just the cannon. You get him in range in the woods. I mean, he's he's pretty he's, much toast. He's toast, man. I, I listen. I say that about deer all the time. People are like, "Why you rifle hunt?" You know, because I, I bow hunt a ton too. But they're like, "Man, why you mess with that rifle?" I said, "Because listen, them things outsmart me so much <laughs> all yep. the time. If I I'll shoot him." With a 270, I'll run him over him with my truck. Whatever I got to do to keep him from making me look stupid another day of his life, I'm going to do it, okay? So you can judge me. It's like the shaky head. You can judge me for throwing a shaky head. You can judge me for my spinning rods. But when I get a bite, it's all good. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's all good. If it's putting food on the table. That's right. It's, it's all doing good. the job. I love it. Well, Jesse Wiggins, I am uh, I'm proud to know you, brother, and I'm very proud for you and your family, man. It's uh. It's awesome. It's been a it's been a crazy couple of years for you. You got River Man in your life now, and uh, I see you out there already getting him fired up about hunting and fishing and toting him around with you. And it's uh, it's cool to see, man. But I I couldn't be happier. I was me and me and Justin talked right after uh, lines out yesterday, and I and he he was excited, and I was too, man. So I wanted to be sure to have you on. Man, I appreciate it. I thank y'all so much. And heck yeah, it was a. Uh... Like I said, I've always said, you know, if, if I can do this and, and get to fish against these guys, I mean, I honestly believe anybody can. So, but yeah, I mean, it just shows that, you know, like, like I said online, a, a freaking redneck from Alabama that loves to fish. So, Amen, but it's awesome to, to get it done. And I appreciate you having me on. Hey, no doubt, buddy. I appreciate you. And uh, let's go fishing soon. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Jesse Wiggins right there, everybody. Jesse Wiggins. That that dude is as humble as they come. Fantastic angler, and he does like killing stuff about as much as anybody I know. So you you, I mean I I ain't gonna say man he'd shoot a cat in the yard or something like that. But now he likes hunting critters. So 
if you got a pet deer, you don't want it getting around Jesse's house. If you got a tame gobbler, you don't want it getting around Jesse's house. Maybe some ducks, maybe some geese. You don't want it around Wiggins' house down there outside of Smith Lake. Trust me, because he will put the bead on it. Uh, great fisherman, man. Such a cool story. Getting it done on what he grew up doing. And and I have fished against Jesse in tournaments for a while and, and have known of Jesse and his brother Jordan. are fantastic anglers and uh, terrors on Smith Lake and the Tennessee River is what they are, just to be daggum honest. They uh, they get it done a lot, man, and, and, and a lot of times with that shaky head. So it's very cool to, to hear that. And then and then uh, they're, they're such a tight family. I remember when Jesse was – was killing it at Smith in the very first year of the Bass Pro Tour down there. They were there in April, and he was just smashing on them. And he ended up not winning the event, but during the qualifying rounds, this is before they do where you win your round and you go on. But I think Jesse actually won his round going away. I think he set a record. But I remember his folks out there following him around, and his mom in particular. She likes to get out there and get on the water as well, so Mrs. Wiggins. So very cool to see. He's a hard worker. Go back and listen. I, I, I forget. Maybe i find the link and post it in this. I did a podcast with him. It's been, it might have been in 2020. I don't think we did one last year where he kind of told his story. And and it's really interesting to hear how he made professional fishing happen. You know, like he says, he said, I'm just a redneck from Alabama. And he jokes about that. But he he got a job in, uh, I believe it was respiratory therapy, where he could have certain days on, certain days off so he could be on the water. And then he won opens, and he actually qualified for the elites once and turned it down, man. He, he's been after it a very long time, and he, and he didn't have a lot of sponsors in the beginning. So it's very cool to see the success, $700,000 in earnings. Now he's got sponsors that uh, help him out, and I'm sure more to come. He's in top five in that Angler of the Year race. And listen, there are a lot of people that, that and myself included, that have been critical of BPT, Major League Fishing, but there's one thing. Um, you cannot be critical of, and it is, it is about fifty or sixty, seventy of those guys are absolute murderers on the water, and and they are some of the legends of the sport without a doubt. Um, and that top ten he was in was full of some of those, and it's 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 really cool to see him come out on top. And I know for him, it's something he'll never forget. But you know, Wheeler makes a top ten yet again. He's leading AOY by a pretty good bit over Jordan Lee, but um, Andy Morgan's up in the mix, and then uh, and then you got Wiggins down there in fourth place. So appreciate him coming on the show. Appreciate each and every one of y'all. Something I want I want to talk about real quick. <clears throat> y'all know I'm a music nut, and it's something near and dear to my heart. I've been writing a lot lately, getting fired back up about music. We're going to try to do a live event at next year's Classic in Knoxville. I've talked about that some, but. Uh, I, I've got a, a guy that I ran into many moons ago out on the uh, songwriter highway, so to speak, up in Nashville when I was doing that thing and, and trying to write songs. And and uh, this is a guy named Aaron Raytier that I met, and he's got a new album out. And it is very cool. <laughs> it's a great album. Aaron is a, uh, he's a very, very funny guy. He's super clever. And one of the best songwriters I've ever heard. You've heard a lot of his songs. He's written for Whiskey Myers. He's written for freaking Lady Gaga uh, on the Star Is Born soundtrack. He's won Grammys, but he's finally getting his his due. Uh, and a new album that just came out this past Friday 
and and it is called Single Wide Dreamer. And another a dear friend of mine, John Decius, who I've had on this show before with the band Town, him and Stevie Steves, John co-wrote three of the songs on this album. I think Miranda Lambert co-wrote a couple of the songs. Anderson East produced it, but it's really cool. If you like John Prine, if you like clever wordplay, check it out. That This hat that I'm wearing today is actually a line from one of him and John's songs called Dear Darling. It's cigarettes and pizza. Perfume and white wine. So uh, I I had to support my man by getting a T-shirt and a hat. I got my cigarettes and wine or cigarettes and pizza hat on today. So go check that out. Lots of good things happening in music. You just got to pay attention. You got to get off that old radio dial and get to paying attention. Turnpike Troubadours are back too, baby. Oh, crazy-ass Ryan Engelman and crew are uh, back tearing down them highways. So if you get a chance to go see them, I would highly, highly, highly suggest it. They are uh, a few shows in to this return after their hiatus. And I'm going to try to get Ryan back on here pretty soon to kind of talk about what it's like being back and and, uh, how it's going out there on the road. But good dudes doing good things musically. Uh, Appreciate each and every one of you. As always, be sure to hug your mama. Okay? Hug your mama. And uh, I will see y'all next week. Going to take you out with some books. Speaking of music, going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. I'll see y'all next week. Never could make it last. Spanish boss or Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. Wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care. No, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there